Thank you for listening to Comics for Fun and Profit. This is Kyle Andrew with your sneak peek at next week. Episode number 368 for comics originally releasing March the 8th, 2017. Week 2 of 5 for the month of March. Drew, we're going to get into what's coming out in our local comic shop, bookshops. The books we got to be reading, the books we got to be buying, and the ones we got to be picking up. Two or three extras just for collection purposes, flipping purposes, and just two Maybe subsidize some of this money we're spending on comics, Drew. But before we get into what's happening, Drew, we got yet another iTunes review. Very nice, very nice. So this one comes from RSL30, who left us one on the last day of February. He says, I came back to collecting with DC's Rebirth, and this podcast has been a great way to come back up to speed. It helps me plan out my purchases, including variant covers to look out for, and the entry points for ongoing new series. This is now the podcast I look forward to most each week. The hosts are fun to listen to and don't waste your time with 20 or 30 minutes of irrelevant opening banter that many other comic podcasts tend to dwell on. Even though I try not to speculate too much and just collect for fun, I love the episodes where they break down the previous month's sales data. It's a a fascinating side of the hobby. Keep up the good work and thanks for a great podcast. So, thanks so much, RSL30. Wow, so he started like in... March or May when uh of when was when Rebirth start Rebirth just started yeah Rebirth has been out for you know we're on issue what of Batman and stuff like that we're on issue what eighteen or something yeah like so welcome welcome to this hobby man or welcome back to this hobby did you say it came back yes came back to comics yeah that's very cool so um you know Kyle and I also came back uh, during the New Fifty Two. Uh, relaunch, so we we feel it. We know what you we know what it is, what the draw was, and uh, uh, now we're cynical, frustrated comic fans. <laughs> and, and it's it's not easy to come back to the world of comics. Comics is uh is one of those things that has a large barrier to entry because of such the history it has. Um, you always feel like you've missed major things in continuity with characters and. When you think you know something, somebody always comes out and go, "Actually, actually, uh, crisis yeah. on Infinite Earth." Yeah, um, that's actually pre. That's actually this. pre-Flashpoint. And if you, uh, you, yeah, yeah, you get a lot of that crap. So, um, drudge through, uh, power through that, and just power find- on and push on because there's a lot of things being written for uh, simply today's audience. Yeah, that aren't steeped in quite a bit of continuity and. Uh, that's something we gravitate towards. That's kind of the reason, like we see certain authors like Tom Taylor, who when they're able to write outside the bounds of continuity. Same thing with Max Landis and his interpretation on Superman, when they don't have to really just stick to that. Uh, we see a lot of people doing good things outside that. Yeah. Um, not not if you do if you do know all that, enjoy. Yeah, um, I was gonna say that's kind of a bonus if you know these yeah. these little inside things and have that history. Yeah, but uh, don't don't let anybody beat you up because uh, there's tons of good stuff. Uh, speaking of tons of good stuff, we got some viewer mail, viewer, listener mail. Um, hey guys, if you had a Walking Dead number one CGC 9.8 right now, would you sell? How much would you sell it for? When do you think the book will reach its ceiling or has it already? I am already super jealous of anyone going to Emerald City Con. We should probably break this up. <laughs> She's got a couple. Um, uh Going to Emerald some Valiant will have Knack the cosplay cat there. What? If I was rich, I would totally be there. Great podcast as always. Totally makes my job one thousand percent less boring. 
from Julie. Nice, thank you. Okay, first and foremost, if you have a CGC uh, or CBCS 9.8 of Walking Dead number one, uh, sell it. I yes. say sell it. Um, yes. How much do you sell it for? I say four to five grand. Uh, it might be, I, I, maybe four. Four um, is probably is probably the the number to put on it. If you can get four thousand, um, I just don't think the, I don't think the show's going to be around forever. Uh, um, I don't know if it can keep going. And uh, it, once once the show is gone, is that going to still be a key? That I don't know. Kyle, do you think it will always be a key? Is it a key I now? It is it even yeah, a key now? Yes, it's always a key now. It's always one of the most beloved. Um, but I think it will only go down, and it's it's inherently linked directly to the popularity of the TV show. Um, so okay. I would be a person who would sell sooner rather than later. So it is not like a, a Hulk 181 where you, it, you invest now and it will only go up. No, because Hulk is... Is, go- is continuing to be written in additional comics. When Walking Dead is over, we're not going to continue to write about Carl. We're not going to continue to write about Rick. He's not spun off into other things. So his life is just this. Gotcha. You don't. Yeah, it could be movies, though. No. Okay. I'm saying All right. no. All right. Yeah, I'm. <laughs> but yeah, this is something that you, you, if you, you know, I've seen people are putting. Nine point eight CGC up for thirty four hundred dollars or something. I say if you can get three grand out of it, you do that. Mm, I think you hold out for four. Obviously, you put it up for four, and then let your own druthers be your guide. Yeah, with an or best offer. But I can see the temptation to say, uh, "This is this is money in the bank, and this will only go up uh, because I have sold many key issues that I've had." seller's remorse about so we were going over when talking about grading things i was making small jabs at you and hey maybe you could spend in your spider-man 3 oh i'm sorry you don't have that anymore no hey about that walk, perhaps walk, you could sit werewolf in that by werewolf night. by night oh, oh, oh it's gone you don't own that anymore no. no that's the thing about liking to sell things on the secondary market you always at some point go crap why did i sell that yeah yeah um kyle's contemplating a list of things to get pressed and um uh, sent to the, uh, the the grading place uh, with our good friends at Cowabunga, and he was kind of putting together a short list, and he has a bunch of cool things to choose from, <laughs> and uh, I mine my stuff is dwindling, so uh, I, yeah, I had had a little bit of sailors or sellers remorse there, not sailors, sellers. Um, uh, she says I am also. Super jealous of anyone going to Emerald City Comic Con, as am I. It looks like a cool con. Mm. Um, Valiant will have Knack, the cosplay cat there. Kyle will be drooling over that. Absolutely. Yeah. Sounds adorable. Uh, but uh, Julie, thanks again for the feedback. Um, yeah, Emerald Emerald is one of those I'd like to go to, but that's probably after San Diego bucket list type of show because yeah. that's a long way for me from here. Um I'd still like to go to Heroes Con. I'd still like to go to New York. Uh, yeah. So get those. Check all those off. Um, I, then, I, I then got kind of more. a got kind of an ah oh, man the other day because uh, you and I were venting about that the Indiana Comic Con was very similar to to C two E two, so we were choosing C two E two over that. And then I just saw that uh, Jessica Negri was going to be at uh, Indiana, so I was like, well, crap. Yeah, who is that? 
that is the like super sexy cosplayer that she's really personable. She does a lot of video game stuff and a, a lot of uh, YouTube stuff as well. And she's on a lot of different podcasts and stuff that I like. She crosses over, so she's probably the most recognizable and popular cosplayer, at least in my small world. Oh, okay. That's cool. Yeah, um, it's like the week before, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, it's really close. Okay, we got something from Jason. Um, hey, thanks for mentioning that 25th anniversary image blind box. Um, I'm not going to get it, though, because that's way too expensive. Um but something about the 500 blind chase boxes that's supposed to have a reprinted Negan origin story? That bugs me. Um, here's my two cents. It's sad because Image is not making these 500 boxes that special. Uh, at a cost of 125 um, it's a reprint of Negan's origin that's currently available in the Image Plus. I'm sure you can still pick those back issues up cheap somewhere. I think I saw them on DCBS's website. Yeah, they're still available to order. It's only the first 24 pages of the story. Um, I just hit a button and lost his other. <laughs> Hold on for just a second. <laughs> I know. Where was he at? Okay. Uh, it's it's only the first 24 pages of the story. Um, and I'm sure Image will repackage Negan's complete origin and sell it in shops next year or reprint the last 24 pages. He's saying, he's saying there's four pages in each issue so if they're only and there's 12 image plus issues so that's 48 so if they're only giving you 24 you're only getting half the story that's in the image plus oh i was i i I did not do the math you did you did the math poorly last time um and so he's saying maybe the last 24 will be um released in 2042 for their 50th anniversary um if I was one of the 500 people that only got this reprinted Negan story with the other variants, I would not be impressed. To me... I would flip it. I would say, how much does this work? Give me money, because it will make money, because it's very limited. I think what Image should have done was to try to make those those boxes more special with random autographs, um, with a certificate from a writer or artist, or print that... He wanted. He thinks they should have printed that Brian K. Vaughn Walking Dead alien book from uh, Panel Syndicate, because um, that'd be the first time in print, and BK would sh- if he ever shuts down that website for whatever reason, um, and then it goes to print. Well, we'd have the first printing. That'd be kind of cool. Um, and he said, or oh, have a, t- a creative team do an orig- original story um, that's exclusive to the anniversary box, and that's what he would think would make it a little more special than it is. So. Um, I get it. Uh, I understand why you feel that way. Um, not everybody does. A lot of people are a little more jazzed about it. Michael Lamb was looking all over the place. All the retailers I've emailed have said they are out. Sent an email to yeah. DCBS. Hope I can buy one from them. It looks like there's a place to pre-order on eBay, but they want two seventy-five for one box. Ugh. Um, Jeez. Um, Bob Seifert says, you better get that blind box for sure. Don't worry about the sticker shock. There's money to be made. You can buy them on Comic Exposure. I bought one last week for $125. Well, they're all sold out. So good good on you, Bob, but um, I'm not gonna be able to get that. So But he, he thinks that he thinks they're awesome. Um, so um, I didn't get one. Uh, there was another retailer, I can't remember who it was, that I emailed you Kyle about, uh, that had them for $199. Yep. I didn't pull the trigger on that one. 
Yep. And uh, there are currently a couple blind boxes already on eBay. Uh, I saw one that someone had for two sixty five and accepted a best offer on. So I'm imagining they're going for over two hundred on eBay already. Yeah, are those unopened? So you don't even yes. get to see what you got before you Correct. sell. This is a situation where like somebody's like, "I got one coming. You want it?" And they're like, "Yes, yes, I do." Yeah, but other than that nobody else has put one on. But I saw one that went, and uh, the buy it now already sold. Hmm. Well, let me hop on DCBS real quick. I don't think they they didn't have it the other day. So I was gonna say they didn't have it on the third, like they said they were going to. So let me see what they say right now. Blind box. Oh, there it is, two hundred bucks. E. So they they're marking it up too. And um, one per customer. E. Uh, that's a tough one. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. We want it for two hundred bucks. Yes, I do. <laughs> uh, that's uh, that's it. Uh, you what you want it? Uh, no, you. I do want it. Am I willing to pay that? I'm not real sure. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, I want it too, but I don't know. If, I mean, I was I was having trouble with the hundred twenty five bucks, so. Uh, two hundred is um, probably out for me. Yeah. Um, uh, let's see. We've got uh, Wolf saying, not talking about the blind box, but he is excited about uh, Moon Girl being added to future fight video game. No idea what that is. It's a uh, mobile game. Oh, okay. One of those free-to-play mobiles. Um, Which I have a few of those free-to-play mobiles I like, but... Uh, he also says, um, uh, big things in store for low, according to Rick Remender. Yeah, that's awesome. Did you see that? No, I didn't. Low has also been optioned. We don't know what for, so we don't have a timetable necessarily on it. Um, but it's been it's been tapped for either a TV or movie or something like that. So Remender is just... Just between Deadly Class and this, yeah, is got some stuff cycling like crazy. So that's what Wolf says. He says first Deadly Class, now Low. Oh my, books on fire. Yeah, and like all the Low number one stuff is still available for cheap. So we don't know what this is going to cycle into. If you think it's going to cycle into something cool, grab it now because you can still get Low one for nothing. You can still get some of the weird like. Forbidden Planet or Newberry variants and stuff for for smaller prices if you want to try to snag those up. Yeah. So. I just didn't click with people like uh, the it's Seven to Eternity has. Yeah, it's a great story, though. I love it. Um, all his image p- titles could play out on the big screen TV. Can you imagine Tokyo Ghost or Seven yeah, to dude. Eternity? Wouldn't those be great? Tokyo, <coughs> Tokyo Ghost might be a little bit more difficult, but yeah, yeah. that would be pretty rad. Yep. Uh, let's see, Derek Royal from the Comics Alternative sent us an email. Um, uh, I was listening to 365. First and foremost, thanks for the shout-out. Glad you guys listen to the Comics Alternative and share that with your listeners. You said that much of what we do is interviews. I don't know if I said that, Eric. <laughs> I said you do interviews. You also do previews. You also do uh, reviews. And you're right, we do conduct many of However, our interview series is separate from our regular weekly review show, which is one of the core. 
which is the core of the Comics Alternative and comes out every Wednesday morning. You might also know that we have several monthly series, one devoted to manga, 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 um, web comics, European comics, and comics for younger readers. Okay. Um, thanks for helping spread the word. Nice. Um, then he also says that we were making an argument that comic book collectors and speculators are in many ways the ones who really help prop up the comics in hard copy form and that without the speculators the publishers might be tempted to phase out print well maybe it all depends on what you mean by comics uh, okay if you're referring to the mainstream comic book industry including not only the big two but all the smaller and micro presses um, then much of your argument might make sense that's exactly what I was that's talking a, about yep, that's same, that was my thought um, so you're, he's talking about, okay, so he's got, it was on about OGN. Um, so the fanographics and things like that. Um, they're not sold, they're sold more outside the direct market. Yeah, we get that, um, book scan numbers. We see the book scan numbers every once in a while. And, um, yeah, obviously trades and OGN sell tons at Barnes and Nobles and, uh, Amazon and libraries and all those other customers. So, yeah. So those are those are awesome. Um, we love that. Um, but the floppy comic is what I'm referring to, um, and I'd hate to lose the floppy comic. Even though, yeah, you could probably just go to trade and OGN and not miss much. But I I still like the flop, the floppy. And, and the reason we like the floppy is not necessarily that it reads better or anything. It's we collect. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean, the spec market is part of the fun, but, I mean, if that went away, I still like reading single issues. Mm -hmm. um, uh, he says, bottom line, here is there's still tendency in comics for divided attention. Those are who are traditional comics readers or Wednesday warriors uh, may ignore the trade or graphic novel market. Or those with more into graphic novels um, to discount or undervalue mainstream market. I, I don't I don't see that, but maybe it's true. On the comics alternative, we try to take all of these understandings into account, but it's frustrating at times how persistent this bifurcated understanding can be. Thanks for letting me pontificate. You can get more of those big words at the comics alternative. <laughs> Now, 17 times monthly with all those shows. So check that out. Um, Michael Lamb says, Eternal Empire looks great. Definitely pre-ordering. Normal sounds interesting. It has spec potential because it will be a low print run. It just seems like Animosity is the only Aftershock title that has caught on fire in the secondary market so far. Um, that's probably true. Um, Kyle, we are rating, waiting, still waiting for your spec-ready episode. I believe he's referring to my um, bonus episode of some previews picks, 14 previews picks of various publishers for the um, April April order cycle? April previews? Yeah. Um, so, Kyle, where's your, where's your episode at? Uh, I don't know. My brother uh, sprung on me. Hey, I recorded something last <laughs> night. You may want to do one as well. <laughs> so I will 
you know, finish my scouring of the previews. We probably should. We should have done that together. We should. We should have, but somebody didn't wait. Well, or didn't even broach the topic. In all reality, well, it's tough for us to get together more than once a week. Very Um, true. uh, Our schedules are very different. Uh, I am significantly older and go to bed much earlier than Kyle, so <laughs> it's tough for our, cy- our cycles to line up. That, that doesn't... Wait, wait, our cycles need wait, to link I, up, sync I, up? I don't think we have cycles. That, uh, you know what I meant. Um, our, our free time doesn't really line gotcha. up sometimes. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so some of these things, maybe we can do them separately. Um, maybe Kyle will get, get to one of those. We'll see. And the March previews is for the May release. Yeah. Um, some of this stuff I pulled from our Facebook page comments, and I don't know what order they're in, so just bear with me here. <laughs> I can't tell. Uh, it might be all backwards. Uh, let's see. It is great radio right here. Um, uh, we were talking about... Well, people are still posting all their great uh, image 25th anniversary special variant covers that they're uh-huh, getting, uh-huh. Uh, rubbing it in our faces. Um, Michael Lamb's doing that, and uh, Eric over at Calabunga said that the retailers weren't even aware of them until right before the final order cutoff date for the first round. So they had no time to, like think about it and and get customer feedback on them or anything um which is annoying very um you'd think they'd be a lot more scarce than they are though because of that but they seem to be everywhere but shout out to eric uh he hooked me up with some i ended up with a uh outcast from him a god country and uh revival yeah nice uh, Michael says, Old Guard number one was awesome. Rucka, master storyteller. Can't wait for this story to unfold. Ordered multiple copies, but it doesn't look like there's any heat on it yet. Even the one per store variants are down to 15 bucks. Yeah. Um, that's a surprise. That is a surprise. Um, lots of... Come on, what's that link doing there? Lots of names being thrown out for who could play Nightwing in the DCU. What oh do, yeah. Who do you guys? What do you guys think would make? Who do you think would make a good Nightwing? From a spec point of view, would it be a good time to get Tales of the Teen Titans number forty-four, or I already have it. Sell it. Um, well, first of all, cool. Nightwing is going to be a movie. Who's the Who's the director, Kyle? Chris McKay, who we may know from. Uh, Lego Batman, yeah, and a bunch of animated stuff. Very cool. Um, who Robot uh, Chicken? As for who could play Nightwing, I don't know. Yeah, it depends because you want to go young. I'm assuming, but I'm trying to figure out what age range they're going to go with this. Yeah, who's young enough that hasn't played a bunch of superheroes already? But I'm always a bigger fan of an unknown. I prefer. An unknown, less popular entity to like. Oh, it's Zac Efron! Everybody, look. Yeah, I can see that. Yeah, yeah, you definitely don't want an older person playing this role because uh, it just wouldn't work. Because who knows who Batman is going to be in a couple years? 
Yeah. And we'll need to be able to play them off of each other. So, man, I don't. I yeah, because like Nightwing, Nightwing originally goes to the Teen Titans when you know Dick Grayson starts to go to college, decides yeah. not to go to college, does the Teen Titans thing for a while, and then spins off into it. So, you're looking twenty. Yeah. Or do you want to do a couple years down the road? You know, I don't. I don't know who the age range of actor is. So yeah, um, yeah could be yeah i have no idea i don't know who who those people are yeah there's a lot of people that would be good for it but they're in their 30s or their late 20s and i'm just like no too old old. too old yeah so we'll have to do some digging on that and uh get some creative casting going um from as far as tales of the teen tales of the teen titans number 44 probably ship has sailed it's what a hundred dollar book now um, you can get it for less than that. You can get the graded there about that at the moment. They haven't. Well, they're, yeah, they're more than that. Might be the time then. I think it might be the time yeah, to buy. Say, it's, it's moving around a lot at the moment. I think you can probably still find some bargains, but I'm probably, I might, if the market goes up anymore, I might get rid of mine. <laughs> that doesn't seem like enough to get rid of it yet. Yeah. There's most, maybe there's a ton of them. Yeah, right now people are asking for 60 raw, 300 grand. Yeah. Uh, let's see. He's finishing his February order, and the new series, Redneck, from Donnie Cates, who did God Country, is coming in April. It's about hillbilly vampires, and he's looking at that for potential spec value. Can spec lightning strike twice in just a couple of months for the same creator? I think so. Oh, yeah. I think I that's think so possible. Too. Um, let's see, he said, oh, oh, he had also had some blind box information. Midtown starts their pre-order, and it's $200 per box. Uh, he's holding out to see what the DCBS discount is. Well, there is no discount. It's a markup to $200. Yeah. And so the retail, he's saying the retail is 250 so there you go. Um, he also went wants this Emerald City Comic-Con variant for Old Guard. Lots of cool variants will be at the at the Emerald City Con, which is always always cool. Definitely, uh, definitely a cool bit of information, and yeah. and you're not gonna believe this, but after delays, 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 we've got um, February numbers already. So <laughs> just churning out now. I think they're just gonna basically skip the 2016 numbers, but not even do those. So maybe that's that's fine with me. I mean, we kind of already kind of guessed based on historical data anyway. Yeah. And that's fine. Um, but we kind of already knew what was going to be number one, right, Kyle? We knew, we had heard from the image people that um, Walking Dead 163 uh, was going to sell three quarters of a million dollars, so... Was kind of a foregone conclusion. Who the number seven hundred fifty thousand? Not did I say million dollars? No <laughs> units. Seven hundred fifty thousand units. <laughs> yeah, um, and and so it was kind of a foregone conclusion that uh, this was going to be the number one book, at least to me, right? Uh huh. Yeah. And so I was uh, very surprised when I see that Darth Maul number one is there and. Uh, at the number one position, and there is no Walking Dead 163. 
And it turns out our good friends at Diamond, those geniuses over at Diamond, they've determined that if it's under uh, a dollar, that that's a promotional price point, and they're not going to report that as sales. But what they will report is they'll report free issues given by Marvel in overshipping. Those that cost zero, they'll count those. Um, if you and if you sell your comic for a nickel to the good folks at Loot Crate and sell a quarter of a million that way, well, well, they'll count those, but they're not going to count this promotion for some god awful reason because Diamond has no consistency. Uh, they do what they want. Uh, they sometimes report things the same way sometimes they change their mind and do it differently um ridiculous i think this is stupid um it it's you know it's like the electoral college versus the popular vote or something we know who really won but here we got this stupid uh darth maul is number one when it's not even close i believe we'll have to do a completely separate podcast where we talk about the uh Constitutional Republic that makes up a uh, co- our, our electoral college, based on your obscure rambling there. But we're not going to do that here. Um, however, I do politics agree for with you. politics for fun and profit. <laughs> politics for nobody's fun and nobody's profit. Coming next week. But yeah, I completely agree with you that that is borderline stupid to just be like, oh, they're dead. We don't include that, but we include Luke Crate. Yeah, yeah. It it is ridiculous and there's no rhyme or reason for it and they i i don't know i mean i guess it's okay it's nice that they sit that they give us this little bit of information that they give us but i just wish it was consistent and i wish it was a little more transparent it's uh, it's disappointing when they do but it's it's situations like this where we we have a sneak issue on how many walking deads there are so we know a ballpark for print run uh, we'll never have that for Outcast or Invincible or any of the old Red Zonias or any of that stuff. We'll never know the print run. And see, I remember there being twenty-five cent Red Sonias on the chart before, right? I thought so, but maybe not. I think I just think they just keep changing the rules um, in midstream. Uh, it, anyway, we should probably talk about these numbers because no one else is up, upset as I am. So uh, year to date. We're, um, units are selling well, uh, up 12% in number of comics sold, um, which is over 2016, which is good. Um, yeah. Dollars are down by 2%. I think that can easily be explained by the 299 price point of a majority of DC titles. Uh, for the unit share, there's a razor-thin difference between how many Marvel are selling and how many DC are selling. Um, and they are reducing DC's numbers based on returnability of titles still, and ah, they are yeah. counting Marvel's overships uh, erroneously, in my opinion. So I think once we get that figured out and that all goes away, it's still very close. Um, oh, yes. Right now it's Marvel 33.6% to DC's... 33.5%. So it is really, really close. Like a 
tenth of a percentage point apart, and that's pretty crazy. Now, dollars, of course, um, is a big swing, uh, about 8% difference. And Image had a huge increase in unit shares of 18.1% of the units shipped. So that's more than double what they have been shipping. Um, So I guess they're they're counting The Walking Dead there. Um, uh, So sometimes it counts, sometimes it doesn't. And Marvel shipped 140 books last month. Yeah, um, they they really shipped a ton of comics. 104, 104 comics alone, uh, and in the 36 um, trades and such. So, um, I thought 97 was a lot last month. And I think 104 is crazy lot of comics. <laughs> that is just nuts. Um, you know, Image sold 46, DC sold 82, shipped 82. That's that's a that's a lot for DC even. Yeah. Um, and the image is a healthy a healthy number of forty six, I think. Um, but uh, our let's look at who. So Darth Maul was number one. It's a four ninety nine uh-huh. book. Uh, it was a surprise to me. I didn't think it would sell that well. Um, Batman sixteen and seventeen come in at sec second and third place. Now, Drew, the question is, how many books do we have over a hundred thousand in sales? Well, you were right last month. I was. That's why I'm asking you this month. So I'm going to say, I'm going to say those same th- the top three. I'm saying one. So you think Batman? Both Batmans are under a hundred thousand. No, I know one of them is dropping under. I know one of them will lose. I know Batman sixteen or seventeen will at least lose three thousand books from fifteen. And I'm going to say both of them dip. So I'm going to say both of them are just under a hundred thousand. So Darth, so Star Wars Darth Maul is the only book over a hundred thousand. That is my guess. Okay, I'm gonna give both the, I'm gonna give the top three still over. Cool. Um, and since the Justice League of America was reduced, uh, no, nobody knows exactly. Somewhere could be ten percent. Comic Con says ten percent. I've heard other people say twenty. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm thinking ten percent makes the most sense. But, um, uh, so Super Sons and. Justice League of America, uh, number one, are they, they were at four and five, but their their numbers were reduced for returnability. So, what are you gonna do? So, over or under one hundred and forty thousand for Darth Maul? Under. I'm going over because in 2016, Poe Dameron at four ninety nine was one hundred seventy five thousand, and Han Solo number one was one hundred fifty nine thousand. Really? For their number ones. So I am saying this one's probably going to skirt in since it's a lower month at around 150 on the dot. I just can't imagine it being that high. But I think he's a cooler character than Poe Dameron. Yes, I agree. I agree. But it was crazy Star Wars frenzy at the time when that came out. Closer to it, I would think. Yeah. Um, let's see. We have uh, Walking Dead 164, which does get its numbers counted at rank six. All Star Batman seven comes in at number seven. Star Wars 28 at eight. Uh, Justice League of America Rebirth comes in at number nine, and Justice League uh, comes in at number ten. So we got a whole lot of Justice League up there, a whole lot of Batman, and a whole lot of Star Wars. And yep. Walking Dead and Super Sons kind of outliers there 
I'm happy about the lower number on Super Suns because I think that book could have a long tail. So the fact that it's not an overprint is a good thing in my mind. Because of the um, introduction of their arch enemy, or why? Yeah, and just that I think if those characters continue to do something for any length of time or end up in something else together, mm-hmm. um, I think this will be a book that's like, oh, you need their first team-up book. It's this, because it's neither of their first appearances, of course. Well, when, Jonathan Kent wasn't that long ago. What, no, what was issue it, was know, that? Was that Superman uh, issue? Superman Convergence number two, or you know, there's a couple other things, like him first in the suit at the end of the Lois and Clark run. Or the beginning of the Lois and Clark. Oh, okay. So there's a few issues you want for that, but I think it's it's known as Superman Convergence issue two is the first Jonathan Kent. Um. So yeah, it having a not overprint, I think, is is kind of a good thing, and we'll we'll keep those at least books that you should hold on to because those were always books that I say you put in a short box and wait for years, and that continues to be the case. Yeah. Yeah. You do say that. All right, Drew. Anything else? Let's uh, just take a quick numbers. look here. I do. I do want the trade numbers are awesome. Or yeah, the graphic novel numbers are awesome. Seven to Eternity, number one, the the number one graphic novel. That's awesome. Yeah, yeah, that is cool. Um, so with no real secondary value or anything, people still want to read that book, and they're right. It's awesome. No secondary value. What do you mean? People don't really don't collect a ten dollar trade to resell it and oh, secondary oh. market it. Oh yeah, because it's good. Yeah, yeah. It's not girls doing well too. I'm happy with that. Yep. Um, March. I still got to read March. I feel like I really dropped the ball not reading any of the March books yet. Um, Outcast Four looks good. Yep. Um, can't believe that many people bought a hardcover for Civil War Two. Yeah. Well, they these aren't people. These are comic shops. That's true. Yeah, so they could be sitting there on the shelf, unsold. Yeah. Good stuff. Yeah. I don't have anything else, though. Those numbers, uh, uh, surprised the numbers came out like they did. Yeah, as early as they did and showing what, or more popularly, what they do not show for those ones. So, Drew, let's take a moment. Let's head on over to previewsworld.com. Let's find March 8th. Again, there are five release weeks in the month of March. This is week number two. So, either week number three or five will probably be the week that many publishers take off. So, just that FYI. Mm-hmm. But, Drew, let's start where we always start in Dark Horse. Um, I uh, yeah, another awesome issue of Harrow County, the 21st issue, and uh, fourth issue of Lady Killer by. Joel Jones, so yeah. good stuff there. That's it. I just wanted to look at that cover for Joel Jones, Lady Killer. For all right, cool. All right, Drew. If that's all we see in Dark Horse, we're not big on we're not too much on Hellboy, so we don't have a whole lot to say about Hellboy and BPRD nineteen fifty four Ghost Moon number one. Um, if that's your bag, it could be cool. All right, let's head on down to DC. Um, it's uh, Action Comics 975, and they're just uh, getting geared up for what's going to be a crazy 1,000 issue here in about a year. 
Um, So they're going to do a special oversized 975th issue um, with uh, more more, um, on the Clark Kent mystery and um, there's some Jonathan Kent tie-ins to this and uh, it's going to do some kind of there's like a variant thing that's going on where they're going to tie Superman in action together in like a a vertical uh, image like a connecting variant so all four of those will be connecting which would be cool um, maybe I don't know Drew, I'm gonna I'm gonna dip back into something that I didn't know I was, I was gonna dip back into, and we're ta- I'm gonna talk about New Superman number nine. Oh wow! Chris, the first, you know, that's your 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 Chinese Superman, as it was called. Mm-hmm. Um, with issue nine, we start coming to America, part one. The new Superman is coming to Metropolis. Our young hero's newfound fame has attracted the attention of the last person he would have wanted, Lex Luthor. Now Lex is going to take Kenan on a mission to track down a mysterious villain stalking LexCorp. And if the pair want to find the culprit, they'll have to go through it, uh, go through the Chinese triad gang. But trouble in Metropolis means catching the attention of the Man of Steel. So we're going to get Superman and the new Superman there first together. So I'm curious about that enough to jump into this and see where this is going to be after the introduction storyline. Hmm. Okay. Although I'm doing it begrudgingly because it's three ninety nine and it shouldn't be. Oh, that's the one. That's that. That's down to one once a month, right? Oh no, it's it's labeled two ninety nine. I thought that one was jumping to three ninety nine. Maybe not yet. Well, I'm surprised it's still. I it's still going. I thought they would have canceled it by now. Yeah, I'm still kicking. Uh, we got a, a new jumping on point for Flash eighteen. It's sins of the father part one. With his superhero career finally underway, Wally West must learn the truth about his father, Daniel West, the long-lost villain known as Reverse Flash. To retrace his steps, Kid Flash and the Flash must travel to the most dangerous place in the DC Universe, Belrev Prison, still written by Josh Williamson, with art by Neil Googe, and art and a cover by Carmine D.G. Domenico. Man, I'm looking at our variant covers for all of these DC things, and aside from Jenny Frizen on Wonder Woman, a lot of these cover Bs are nothing special. Very disappointed. Well, you, yeah, I guess. I mean, normally I'm finding some good ones. I'm finding a Cho Harley Quinn. Uh, I'm finding your one guy doing some good stuff in there. But nothing on this aside from the Frizen. Which one's she doing? Oh, Wonder Woman. Oh, yeah, that's pretty nice. The End of Lost Boys, number six of six from Tim Seeley. I gotta read these. Enjoy. I like Lost Boys. It was yeah. a good movie. Yeah, it was. I remember you leaving that VHS behind. And I all right, Drew, let's move on from DC and see what we got in from IDW. Oh, my goodness. Your good friend D4VE or Dave? Yeah. Are you reading Daveocracy? No. no, I'm not. Neither of you have been bitten by the Micronauts bug or the ROM bug or the Star Trek bug. Um, 
I got through five issues of TMNT Universe and enjoy it. So oh, did you? Still planning on keeping up on that. Ooh, Metalhead 2.0 Part 2. Uh, I know Metalhead because myself and my son watched the Nickelodeon TMNT, and he's one of our favorite characters. So that should be fun. Okay. Uh, but I got nothing else. I got nothing else. All right, Drew, let's head on down to Image. Uh, how is Copperhead only on issue 11? <laughs> I believe we've we've taken a year off <laughs> at some point. Wow. It's a new story arc written by Jay Fairber, Drew Moss on art, and Scott Godlewski. Copperhead returns with a new artist, Drew Moss. I can't remember who the old one was. Um, Sheriff Clara Bronson's past and present collide as an old friend arrives in town while Clara investigates the murder of Copperhead's mayor. Find out why Brian Kavon called this his favorite new comic. And I believe he said that on issue one, not issue... Not issue whatever. 11. Yeah. <laughs> So, um, hey, Copperhead was good, and I had forgotten about it completely. Yeah. And it's good to have it back, so if you've also forgot about it, don't forget about it. Go in there so and pick cop- that up. So, cop- Copperhead, let me see if I can remember Copperhead. So, we have a sheriff. Yes. Gone to a planet. Yes. That is in a post-war environment where there is rach- racial tension between people and other alien Races involved in said war, um, and then moving on, trying to move on with their lives while still dealing with that racial tension in the war in the post-war environment. Maybe that doesn't. Uh, I don't know. Maybe <laughs> <laughs> there's uh, there's basically like a crime that's been committed, and it was it was committed by these this family of aliens that live together, most of which are dead, and the mother. Was the only one that was still alive? Yeah, that was our first storyline. I mean, it, was, you know, was that still, just arc still, one? That was just the first three issues. I think was the the hillbilly green alien bug and who who done it? Oh, I thought that was the whole first two arcs. No. Ooh. Um, we have four covers for low sixteen. We of course talked about low. Um, we have cover A, cover B. Cover C and the Women's History Month charity variant cover D. So, what do we think of these these Women's History Month charity covers? Should we be uh, they're, going there? They're a similar thing where I don't think they were very easy to order. Similar to our uh, similar to our uh, uh, our what the heck the, our anniversary covers, our homage covers. Um, but I, they seem to be nobody cares as much as we think. But I think they're cool if you can get them, get them. Okay. Yeah, and I don't see I don't see any real big names on them. Yeah, I'm not really sure the um, the theme is really being carried out. I was kind of about to say the same thing. Yeah, I don't see the, I don't see the theme in there. I guess they're just picking one of the variant covers they would have had anyway, and saying this is the. The Women's History Month charity variant, which yeah. is fine. Um, yeah, another Wick Div for number twenty-seven. I'm still reading this book; it's really pretty. I just, you know, I really don't know what's going on, but that's okay. <laughs> A ringing endorsement from Comics for Fun and Profit. Read yeah. it; the colors are pretty. Pretty colors. Don't know what's going on. Uh, there's your boy um, for Green Valley, your Max Landis. 
Yeah, six uh, of nine. Man, I want more than nine of these. This is just um, a, a wacky goofball type of. Oh book. come on, this is not wacky goofball. This is. There's a there's a time machine being prepared in the last issue. You got they got shock collar dinosaurs running around. Uh, so not, you're telling me a, if you had access to a time machine, you wouldn't go get yourself a Velociraptor for protection? That, That's the first thing I would do. That doesn't make a lot of sense. True. It doesn't make a lot of sense, and and the characters that we really liked at the beginning, the Knights of Collodia, uh-huh. are they're dwindling, and they're been pushed off to the side for this this plot, this wacky plot, and uh, it's losing its heart. Not at all. Each issue is more riveting than the last, okay. and I cannot wait. Yeah, it says the man who has a, three runs of this, so he's. Again, take everything I say with a grain of salt because I speculate on some additional things and I enjoy Max Landis's work, but it's good. And every single issue goes to a second print, so suck it, Drew. Look at that cover on low 16, man. Which of the four? I was just a A. Just A looks good. With yeah, the big A old... is my favorite. Yep, yeah, absolutely. that's really nice. Man. Greg Tashini knows what's up. Yeah, he does. Um, you you read Motor Crush at all? I uh, read the first one, thought, huh, that's pretty cool, and never went back. <laughs> yeah, I'm still reading it, but I, I get that completely. Uh, and if you're buying those, uh, I always go Babstar, because I like Babstar. So, even though there is a women's charity, um, it seems Cover A rules the day on both Low and Motor yeah. Crush. I, and I, Wicked and Divide. I kind of enjoyed the Planetoid Praxis. Um, didn't realize it was a sequel. To something, but I, I enjoyed it anyway. It was really accessible to me, so um, I'm going to keep reading this. Didn't also realize it was a mini. Ah, very cool. But uh, it it's a pretty good issue. If you if it's laying around somewhere, you should pick it up. It's pretty good. Snap it up and read, give it a read. All right, Drew, we finished with everything Image has for us. Let's head on down to Marvel. All new Wolverine 18, course written by my boy Tom Taylor. Enemy of the State. Part 2 concludes with her allies at her back. Wolverine will face off against her oldest enemy one last time. It's Laura versus Kimura, and only one will walk away. Guest starring Angel, Gambit, Nick Fury, and more. Wow, the um, IVX number 6 is actually the last issue? And they haven't... it, It looks like it's kind of on time. You know how we know it's the last issue, and it's not. It doesn't say they charge an extra dollar. They did. It, it didn't. They didn't add another one, and so now it's six or seven. Yeah. So that's good. They're learning. I think maybe. <laughs> uh, Jessica Jones has been good. I really enjoy this. This this has been a really good series, and it's got a, a cool Marquez variant as well. Gwenpool's fun. Gwenpool thirteen looks really fun. Um, Gwen's been thrown into thrown. Gwen's been thrown by arcade into a world of fantasy role playing. It's swords and sorcery, Gwenpool style. Watch out, or this LARP is gonna become a DARP. All right, that's that didn't sell it at all, but I'm telling you, it's fun. So why is um, the variant copy? Variant issue, a December book, 
and the regular cover A, a January book? That's a great question. You don't, I don't know. You don't know? I don't know either. It's interesting. Um, uh, another issue of Kingpin by our boy Matthew Rosenberg. Um, we'll kind of wish he'd spend a little more time on Four Kids in a Bank, but walk into a bank, but um, I get it. I'm getting paid over at Marvel, so got to do that. That's right. And Drew, I want to talk about Man-Thing number one. I figured you might. Um, you know why I want to talk about Man-Thing number one? Because you like the Goosebumps when you were a kid. Because I loved the Goosebumps, man. Yeah. That hit right on my timeline. R.L. Stein, so good. And R.L. Stein is writing Man-Thing, and we have a mature title by R.L. Stein. I think that's awesome. Not only does he get to reboot this, write it his way, he gets, I think it's five issues in this series, but he gets to push whatever boundaries he wants because it gets that parental advisory on it. So I am stoked. I'm going to read it. Um, I don't, I'm buying it. I, don't I pre-ordered rem- it. I don't remember any um, ever reading a ghost, a, a, a Goosebumps ever, but um, <laughs> I was not my era. So You were in college when they hit. I was in high school. Or yeah. I was in yeah. grade school. Yeah, something like that. So... Yeah, so it looks cool, and uh, let's go with the uh, thumbs way up for this, because this could be big, right? I think so. I think it'll be cool, man. At the very least, it should be a good read. So uh, this is a, this is the uh, an excited Marvel book for me, so take that and run with it. And it's got a Tyler Crook cover. Um, uh-huh. that, that's cool. He's my boy from um, Harrow County. Oh, very nice. Anything else from our good folks at Marvel? Old Man Logan 19. Prison Break with Old Man Logan. Star Wars Dr. Aphra is on issue 5 already. I thought it was longer, actually. (laughs) (laughs) Alright, and are you reading Silver Surfer? Um... Don't think so. I believe. Tr- let me try to find that post of the. There's a handful of Marvel titles that are canceled, or oh. that are just not in the solicitation blurbs for the next go round of previews. And let me see if I can find that list real quick. Yeah, because. Silver Surfer here is on uh, issue 9 and it's starting a new thread. Um, In recent months, this is from Comics Alliance. In recent months, Marvel has taken to quietly letting canceled series end rather than announce it ahead of time with a final issue solicitation. Uh, With that in mind, it's worth paying attention to what isn't in the solicitations and this month there are quite a few titles without new issues, including... Patsy Walker, Hellcat, Black Panther, World of Wakanda, Great Lakes Avengers, Silk, Silver Surfer, Silk, Silk, Silver Surfer, Thunderbolts, Gamora, Deadpool, and the Mercs for Money, all without new installments in May. And of those, we have heard Hellcat and Silk are confirmed ending. While, no. Ro- <laughs> While Robbie Reyes will cameo in the surviving, unbelievable Gwenpool, 
it looks like Ghost Rider might also be finished too. So, um, uh, people upset about Silver Surfer, Silver Sofa. They're, Silver Sofa. They're upset about Silk. Uh, they're upset about Thunderbolts. Um, I don't know if there's a lot of outcry for any of the other stuff. Um, but you know, I I think you know Silk, of course, is the one that stands out to me. Yeah, and I hope that's just because they're going to reboot it and do something different with it. I hope they don't lose that character because it's a great character that just hasn't been written well. And I blame, I blame uh, Gwen Spider Gwen for that. Yeah, I mean, it was a great idea, and you know, you know, the best part about it was those first four issues or so when um, when they redid Spider Man and, and Peter Parker and had that un- uncontrollable attraction between the two of them, and they were like, yep. they were so. Um, it was like a will they or won't they kind of situation, and they couldn't. They just kept getting in each other's circles, and they were got, they were falling for each other. It was really awesome. And they were feeling out each other's powers. She's yeah. faster than he is. She can do this with her webbing, but he's yeah. more into this and yeah. this. And it was. And then they awesome. dropped that completely. Boom, gone. And then it's uh, it's never been the same for me since then. Nope. They tried. There were a couple crossovers with. Um, Spider Woman and Spider Gwen, and they yeah, well, they went through back in time or whatever. Yeah, and and that was kind of fun, but it never really reached uh, that early early stuff that I liked. So I hope they can get back to it. Otherwise, you know, um, sorry about Silver Surfer. I know a lot of people like that. Thunderbolts was a lot of folks um, people people like that. I did not. Um, I don't. I, the only thing I'll be missing off that entire list would be Silk, and I wasn't even loving it lately. So yeah, and like we say, a lot of people. Uh, I think the problem is not a lot of people. Not a lot of people. No. Yeah, you're right. Exactly. Anything else from Marvel, Drew? No. Let's head on down to our smallisher publisher. Smallisher. Let's just head down to our smaller publishers. Mm-hmm. Our Onis, our Black Masks, our Dynamic Forces, our Dynamites, all those others. Um, were you also in high school during the show Charmed when it was on the CW? Were you a big fan of I those witches? I believe you know that we did not have television when I was in high school. <laughs> so anything that was on TV, I did not watch. Yes. Well, it was the cable show, I think. I think it was like CW or WB or one of those before they merged. Yeah. Um, long time ago. I don't remember exactly. Um, but I remember having... Um, can't remember her name. Uh, Alyssa Milano. Alyssa Milano, yeah. I know where you're going. Yeah, <laughs> so that was worth the price of admission for the for the witchcraft show. Right there. And um, uh, I, I think this is a licensed property, and those things are normally hit or miss. So what do you think? Uh, yes, and I like the photo cover. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I looked at these within the previews. I didn't order one, but uh, I liked the group photo cover. I like the Phoebe photo cover. Yeah, Phoebe photo cover is a good one as well. <laughs> um, let's see. Uh, what else is here? I'm going to talk. Can I talk for just one second? We have Alexander Hamilton one shot from Antarctic Press for three ninety nine. Okay. 
Alexander Hamilton. His name was Alexander Hamilton. And there's a million things to know about the man who began our financial system. A tale of one of the most influential founding fathers brought to you by Eisner-nominated artist and writer Rod Espinosa. I don't have a page count. I don't have anything. But, of course, the musical Hamilton went pretty big. and Pretty big. curious. Yeah, pretty big. You and I aren't necessarily plugged into Broadway, so I didn't feel like giving out what I thought of it. Well, I, I, I'm, I could be into the into the Broadway. You don't know. You could be. You don't I, know. I, you, I do have performing arts series tickets. I am a series regular. Off off Broadway. Off Broadway. Yeah. Off off Broadway. Yeah. I always called Drew Catco in high school. I didn't know what that meant. <laughs> really. Yeah. A lot of Assassin's Creed's. Uh, I think just like the video game series, they flooded the market a little bit too much and burnt everybody out on all of them. From Boom, we have Grass Kings, number one. Another Matt King Kent book. Um, this time with art by Tyler Jenkins. And uh, Tyler Jenkins is the guy that does art on uh, Harrow County. I don't. No, <laughs> Tyler is Tyler Crook also do. I don't know. I don't know who does art on Harrow County. I guess is what I'm saying. But anyway, this is um um oh no 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 Tyler Jenkins <laughs> is Peter Panzerfaust. I thought he was. It is t- yeah. So Tyler Crook is Harrow County, and I'm going to go take a pill. <laughs> what is wrong with me? Um, anyway, so this book is called Grass Kings. It's from Boom. It's the number one. Um, it's written by Matt Kent, but he's not drawing it. So if you don't like his scratchy art style, um, which can turn some people off, um, check this out, which it, it looks a little prettier, so a little more polished. And this is a, a mystery series, a rural mystery series, chronicling the tragic lives of the Grass Kings. Three brothers and rulers of a trailer park kingdom, a fiefdom of the hopeless and the lost, of the desperate poor seeking a promised land. Eldest brother Robert leads a grief-stricken life, having lost his daughter to a tragic accident, followed by his wife disappearing one morning, never to return. With an enigmatic young win, an enigmatic Jesus. Where's, Where's Derek from Comics Alternative to pronounce these for me? A young woman named Maria flees to their community in search of safe haven. Robert takes her in. Will his decision lead to ruin and retribution, dooming the kingdom? Perfect for fans of True Detective Season 1 or Scalped. Two good name drops right there. Um, this is a prestige... I love how they just say de- Season 1 of True Detective. Like, Season 2 didn't exist. Yeah. <laughs> it's in the prestige format. It's oversized. Um, it's 30 pages of story. It's three ninety nine. What's not to love? Um, this is going to be good and exciting, and uh, I am psyched about it. Although it could be a bit of a downer. Um, so, if you you watched Manchester by the Sea and thought it was a real peppy show, you might like this because um, uh, this one looks like it could be it could be kind of depressing. There is an incentive variant for it. Uh, if you see it, get it. No questions asked. Oh yeah. You know who drew it? Uh-uh. Fiona. What? Yeah. Is it a one in ten? 
It just says FOC incentive staples variant. Oh. Yep, there it is. I see it now. Oh, it's beautiful. It's beautiful cover. Looks like the guy from Saga, but... The guy. Give me his name. Marco. There we go. Just checking. Marcos. Marco Polo. Ew. Something like that. Nancy Drew Hardy Boys, number one, Drew. Now, I was into uh-huh. the, the Goosebumps, and you were a big Nancy Drew guy, right? Uh, well, <laughs> I, when I ran out of Hardy Boys to read, because I was a big Hardy Boys fan, when, okay. when I read all of those, I would go to Nancy Drew books. Um, there you go. They were, they were not my first choice, because, you know, I was a man's man. But Ooh, buddy, <laughs> um, I did read them. They and uh, so them together sounds awesome. They're going to do a little um, noiring it up, so making it a little more hard edged. This is from uh, Dynamite, written by Anthony Del Cole, with art by Werther Del Adera, and a cover by Faye Dalton. Um, the Big Lie is a Nancy Drew and Hardy Boys mystery unlike any other you've ever seen. When teenage brothers Frank and Joe are accused of the murder of their father, a detective in the small resort town of Bayport, they must team up with, with the femme fatale Nancy Drew to prove their innocence and find the real guilty in the party in the process. In a twisting, hard-boiled tale complete with double crosses, deceit, and dames. Um, so it's it's inspired by Ed Brubaker's Fatal and Darwin Cook's Parker, and so uh, this could be really cool. It's going to bring the iconic teen detectives into the modern age and redefine noir for a new generation of readers. Uh, that new generation that's never heard of the Hardy Boys, unfortunately. So um, hopefully we like it. Uh, we old, old people like it because uh, I'm not sure how many uh, Hardy Boy readers are around right now. <laughs> but I'm psyched about this. I think this will be fun. And I'm on board. Uh, let's see, we've got something called Red Line. This is a Oni Press book written by Neil Holman with art by Clayton McCormick and Kelly Fitzpatrick. It's uh, on Mars in the near future-ish, it says. A bomb takes out a city block on Harrison Station. The media rush to blame the local terrorists, i.e. aliens. However, Superintendent Denton Coyle has a feeling that it may not be so simple. Or maybe that feeling is Coyle's hangover gut bomb. It's unclear. Like a 50-50 shot, it's a mistake or explosive diarrhea. Maybe it's both. In other words, it's another Tuesday on Mars. So it's a three ninety nine book from Oni. I like my like Oni number ones before. to be a dollar. Yeah. Um, to make get me to try them. I don't. Uh, this could be okay, but I'm not. I'm not sold by the solicit. I'll tell you that. <laughs> How about you? you? Uh, Are you excited you about it? No, like I said, it seems like a familiar storyline. Yeah. Art, but uh, yeah, not really. There's been a few Mars set things lately and uh they are kind of blurring together yeah uh we have pussycats sex drugs and impossible number one from e-comics 
by Vince Bruzio and Ivanka Stradlichula with art by Randall Lloyd. We got these uh, sexy covers and other things. The only reason I mention that is because our Cowgirl Kathy cover is already sold out on Midtown. What is Cowgirl? Who is it? Cover The, the first cover on there is the uh, Cowgirl Kathy cover. Uh, it's already sold out online in a few places, so oh. it will be hard to find. Gotcha. Mother Superior... Um, seems to still be available. Uh, from Titan Comics, it's Sky Doll Sudra, written by Alessandro Barbucci and Barbara Canepa, with cover art by Barbara Canepa and art by Alessandra Alessandro Barbucci. Um, Noah and her band of followers have settled on the beautiful planet of Peace Sudra, where religions and people coexist in harmony. As Noah secretly plays at being a priestess, she begins to learn things about Sudra that suggests it's not what it seems. Um, this, uh, I, I've really been enjoying a lot of their hard, uh, our, their hard-boiled crime novel or based noir comics, and I don't know if this is going to kind of play off that. It seems a little more sci-fi, um, but I've I've been liking their stuff so much that um, I'm definitely going to give this a try. Cool. So it's Sky Doll Sudra number one from Titan. We've got uh, the very tiny publisher Amigo Comics, who's doing Street Tiger number one. It's written by Ertito Montana with uh, art and cover by Ertito Montana. Uh, Nam City is a dangerous place, and now it is even more. Members of different criminal organizations are being found dead. The police fear a gang war, but rumors are spreading about one man waging a solo war against crime. A man with a bike helmet, a leather jacket, and the symbol of a tiger. A hectic ride that would take you to the 80s exploitation movies. Um, Amigos get some cool stuff, uh, but it's... I don't know if it's I don't know if it's the art style that is as polished as what uh, some folks like. So you know, know that going in. Uh, sometimes the art's black and white. Sometimes it's uh, the lines aren't fully detailed and stuff. So um, I like it, um, but it it can be a different taste for for folks. And I don't think they have preview pages on this this one. Anything else, man? That seems to be it. Sorry, I was looking at secondary market stuff for Grass Kings Fiona. Um, Drew, this is the part of our podcast where I say, what is your one book to get if you're going to go into your comic book shop and get just one book for speculation purposes? Drew, what is that one book? Uh, you know, I'm really psyched about uh, the, the Hardy Boys book. So I'd probably go, I'd probably lean toward that one. Very nice. What cover? Oh. Was there multiple? There was. There still are. That's under N, right? Let me double check. <laughs> uh, yeah, look at that. Dalton. Well, I can't get the incentive. So, let's say... I gotta go with the Kyle's cover A philosophy. There you go. Cannot go wrong. Uh, Drew, I'm obviously going Grass Kings. Big fan of that Fiona cover. If you can get it, yeah, get up. 
If uh, not, though, the A is fine. Yeah, I have I have the A already on uh, pre-order. Pick that up. Um, and I'm, I'm, like I said, I'm going to seek out that Fiona cover as well. Um, Don't forget Man-Thing. Exactly. Absolutely. Man-Thing, number one, our good boy R.L. Stein. Um, I think there's some additional covers for that as well. Um, I'm going to look at those real quick to see if there's a cover of that I really think I need to seek out on that one as well. Yeah. Um, Drew, if you want to go into new printings and variants and talk about some second print stuff, I'm going to look for that man thing. What am I doing? Going up to new releases, when it drops down, you're going to hit oh. new printings and variants oh, and yeah. look at a couple second printing things because there's a few things that pop out in my mind. Well, yeah, DC, DC's, for you. DC's doing a couple of Dark Knight Master Race third printings for issue two and three. Uh, Commandy Challenge, which didn't sell a lot of copies, um, but I really like that first issue. It's going into its second printing and will be out on the 22nd. Um, Super Sons, number one which is of interest to all of us, of course. We love that. Um, it's going into a second printing and is available on the 22nd. Um, DC's, I don't have an image for it, um, so I, I don't know what they're going to do, if they're just going to change the coloring or they're actually going to do a different one or not. Um, image has a third printing of Curse Words number one and a second printing of Curse Words number two. Uh, they have a second printing of Extremity, number one, uh, that looks very similar to uh, the last one, uh, the, the actual uh, first edition, uh, ah. first printing. Unfortunately, it didn't look like it changed any. Um, Few, number one, is going in its third printing. Few, number two, is going in its second printing. God Country, number one, is on its third. Uh, God Country, number two, is on its second. We've got a second printing of Green Valley number five, and a second printing of uh, Old Guard number one. Yeah, uh, the Old Guard looked intriguing, but it's just a red version of the same standard cover. So none of those, I think, are ones that we need to necessarily run out and mm-hmm. get. Um, yeah, Extremity's even the same as well. Uh, Champions continues to sell through and uh, go back. So issue four and five are both going back for a second printing. Which is uh, interesting. Now, uh, the interesting thing about the Dollface number one uh, second printing is it's actually going to do a combination of Dollface one and two in that printing. That's cool. So it's it's very much like uh, the Why the Last Man, which did a one and a two reprint for its second printing. Um, So if if you didn't get this. Uh, and we're you can get them both now at the same time uh, for the one price of four ninety nine, <laughs> which I think is is very cool. And it first two issues were really good, so uh, I like those a lot. Yeah, and Black Mast with both Dregs and New Terrorists having a couple things go into second print within the last within two months of each other, so that's good. Um, on the uh the uh, man thing there was a Frankavia cover and then there's actually a pretty cool action figure variant and I forgot that this month is the month I went all out with Marvel on the Venomized covers did you? yeah so each uh, each Marvel there was 25 or some of them that each have a Venomized cover which is whoever it is uh, becoming Venom 
So if those hit, I will be happy on that one. Anything else, Drew? Nope, that'll do it. All right, well, thank you for listening to Comics for Fun and Profit. Thank you for tagging along with Drew and myself. We, of course, invite you to follow us on Twitter at, at ComicsFunProfit. Uh, we are also on Facebook at Comics for Fun and Profit. And ComicsFunProfit.com is the hub for all of that on the World Wide Web. Uh, we also have a Gmail. Feel free to drop us a line and say, Drew, Kyle, you absolutely missed this book this week and you should not have, and here's why. Or you say, Kyle, who cares about R.L. Stein? That's old stuff. He's not a comic book writer. Nobody cares. <laughs> or older stuff. Let us know. <laughs> Hardy yeah, Boys. Exactly. <laughs> or even older than that, Hardy Boys. Uh, let us know. Drop us a line. Become part of the podcast. We'll read you at the beginning. We'll talk about your issues and see if they align with things that we just didn't think of. Of course, if you're listening to us on iTunes, drop us a five-star review. Uh, it does help us slowly climb to the top of the podcasting ranks. So we thank you guys so much for that. So for Drew and for Kyle, see ya.